Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We're going to jump into this. You know, one of, one of the things that's happening right now in the world around us is lack of fellowship. <laughs> Everybody's in their homes, you know, and, and that, that connection, that human connection is, is maybe off or it looks different or maybe you're connecting with people that you've never connected before with. You know, maybe, maybe there's something, it looks different for all of us. You know, even, we hear frequently people comment about those of us on our platform, how close we're sitting and how much we interact. We are connected. Like we, we are probably the, we kind of live together right now. Yeah. Not, not literally. We don't literally live at the church, although we feel like it some days, but, but you know, outside of this group, we do encourage social distancing and all that stuff. And we, even amongst ourselves, we, we practice sanitation and all that stuff. But, but anyway, all that being said, human contact looks really different right now. And, um, the Bible is really clear about who our fellowship, really the priority of our fellowship needs yeah. to be with. And, and when we have fellowship with God, when our fellowship with the Holy Spirit, our fellowship with God is, is in line, then, then all of the, the fellowship with humanity, the fellowship and connection with man looks different. It yeah. falls in line. When our fellowship with God is where it needs to be, then our fellowship with one another comes into alignment. You know, and that's not just in the sense of having offense with one another. It's not just having, you know, talking, you know, whatever, inappropriate conversations like gossiping and things like that. You know, when you fellowship with God, those things look different too. We get that. But that's not, that's not all. You know, when you have, when God is the center of your fellowship and, and your delight is in your relationship with him, he makes all your other relationships sweeter. He makes all your other connections better. So uh, whether it's just picking up the phone and talking to someone, or you're actually sitting with someone on the couch and having a conversation, he makes all of your relationships better. So I'm going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Excuse me, chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. In verse 14, it says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Now, I just want to zero in for a moment on this word, communion with the Holy Spirit or fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That word fellowship with the Holy Spirit in the Greek, it's the word koinonia. It's, it's the word partnership. It's the word fellowship. It's intimacy. It's the word koinonia is often used to describe the intimacy between a husband and a wife in a, in a marriage relationship. It's the joint participation that we're all involved in this together. So it's, it's actually the same verse if you go to Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, and it says that they met together, they fellowshiped together daily. It's that same fellowship, it's the same koinonia that they had in the early church. So they were having koinonia with the Holy Spirit, which enabled them to have koinonia together. And their koinonia together fueled their koinonia with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Have you ever been uh, around a, a 
believer, someone that just really loved the Lord. And, and the more you talk about Jesus, you talk about what he's doing, it just stirs your faith. It stirs yeah. your passion and it just builds you up. It encourages you, it lifts you up and, and it causes you to press into God more. It's the same way. So our koinonia, our partnership together impacts our partnership with the Holy Ghost and our partnership with the Holy Spirit impacts what we, so it's, it's this ongoing dance. It's this ongoing dynamic or dance between us and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's this, it's this great cycle of love and relationship and worship and honor. It's really, really powerful. And so that's the word that Paul is using here when he's writing to the Corinthians. He says, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the, the koinonia of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I want you, in other words, he's saying, I want you to have this intimacy with the Holy Spirit. So when you, you know, I'm not a morning person. Let me just give an example in, in natural intimacy relationships. I am not a morning person. When I wake up, she's, she'll talk. She's got the kids. She wants the kids to climb all over me. Hey, tell daddy good morning, all of that kind of stuff. I am not a morning person. But because of fellowship, we have fellowship together. If I want to have fellowship together, I will put aside my not morning self and let the kids climb all over me, tell my wife good morning, and, and do the morning thing because we have fellowship. It's but, you know, it's not, I don't approach it as a duty. I'm like, I don't wake up and say, oh my goodness, here we go again. I got to tell my kids. I got to tell my wife. I got to check the box. No, even though I'm not a morning person, it's, it is part of our intimacy. It's part of an intimacy as a family that I'm going to tell them good morning because I love them. I delight in them. Even though I'm not a morning person, I still delight in them. So you might say, well, I'm not a real expressive person and I'm more of an introvert or I'm not, I, I'm not really that passionate or extreme. But, but when you love the Holy Ghost, yeah. when you love him and you have intimacy with him, there's, when you wake up in the morning, it's, hey, I, I'm, I'm full. I've got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me. I've got, I, good morning, Holy Spirit. You know, that's not stealing a book title, but, but really, good morning, Holy Ghost. You know, good morning. I've, I've got the Holy Spirit. And you develop that intimacy. So, so intimacy, let me talk about this for a moment. Partnership, intimacy has to be developed. You know, there's that, there's that moment when you're awakened to the person of who God is. You're awakened to his love and, and he awakens love in your heart towards him. And, but, but you have to steward that love. He gives you a measure of love. He gives you a, a measure of his grace uh, towards him. You know, he's, we have his love abundantly. He's pouring out his love upon us without measure abundantly. I mean, he's, it's overflowing, but but in our hearts towards him, that, that love towards him becomes awakened. And we have to steward that. We have to steward the grace that he's given, a, given to our life and, and, and increase in that. And so, uh, you know, I, I can love Heather. I, I fell in love with Heather the first day I, I saw her. But that has been stewarded and discipled and, and carried out over time, has increased over time. You know, when I first met her, it was the you know, the finger in her hair, flirt, flirting with me, you know, the flirtatious boyfriend, girlfriend kind of love, you know, it's just that kind of thing. But over time, 
through life's challenges and trials and issues and good times and the bad times, that love is matured, right? So, so we've been through things together that's caused that love to mature. It's not just the twirly-whirly boyfriend-girlfriend love. Like that wouldn't have lasted. That wouldn't have caused our relationship to last. It's got to mature. Are you following me? So the same is true in our relationship with the Lord. Is that when you get born again, it's this initial reward of, whoo, I'm not going to hell, twirly-whirly in the hair, boyfriend-girlfriend, I've just fell in love. And it matures over time time. Does that make sense to you? It's maturing, it's developing over time. And the more you go through life with him, and the more that you see him carry you through the storm and the adversity, the more that you see his word ring true in your heart and and, and, and he carries out who he says he is in your life and he's faithful, the more that you fall in love and that love becomes stronger and more steadfast. So anyway, I'm talking about intimacy with the Holy Spirit. So you've got to allow this Holy Spirit relationship to mature in your life. Here's what Albert Barnes says, a quote about intimacy or fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He says, this is also a wish or a prayer of the Apostle Paul. This is his prayer, Paul's prayer for the church. And the desire is either that they might partake of the views and feelings of the Holy Ghost, that is, that they might have fellowship with him, or that they might all in communion partake of the gifts and graces which the Spirit of God imparts. He gives love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, all of these things, as well as miraculous endowments. And Paul prays that these things might be imparted freely to all the church in common, that all might participate in them and all might share in them. So this is really powerful. It goes back to what we were saying a moment ago, that that the Holy, we need, you and I individually need fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Individually, we need corporate relationship with the Holy Ghost. But that, but that, that intimacy with the Holy Spirit also shows up in our corporate relationship, who we are as a body. He says, I want all of you. He says, I want y'all. He says it in, in Southern, all y'all. I want, I, want, I want you all to have this fellowship together. So individually, we're going to have relationship with the Holy Spirit, but corporately, there is an expression of this intimacy together. Now, I love Celebration Church. I love our church, and I, I love watching the demonstration of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit yes. together corporately as well. It's being demonstrated right now online. It's, it's how it, it doesn't matter whether we're together in a building or we're outside of the building. We are in fellowship together, and there's nothing you can do about it. We're into this together. Right. The Lord has planted us and bonded us yeah. together yeah. and there's and that fellowship with the holy spirit individually strengthens the fellowship that we have together right. if you're not fellowshipping with the holy spirit individually it affects our corporate yeah. and it goes both ways so so I, I i love this i love the fellowship with god the fellowship of the holy spirit is so important for our individual lives our individual maturity as well as that corporate maturity and i just want to encourage you right now you know it feels like or it may feel like isolation where are people where is the church i'm alone and i want to encourage you that this word here with the fellowship of the holy spirit provides for you and i is that place of intimacy with him and us individually as well as 
partnering us together corporately. And so as you stay abiding in him, as you fellowship with the Holy Spirit and stay connected, you're connecting with us. It looks different. I've always said this, and then the Holy Spirit has had to remind me of this in my seasons of trouble. But every season, you and I as believers have to learn how to receive from him differently. And so before, you might have been here every week in the building and serving. You may, have, you may be a people person and a hugger and a toucher. And, and now all of a sudden, you are home and it's only your children or your spouse. Or maybe you live alone and you're like, where's my people? And you feel so discouraged in how you're receiving. Maybe you're not in the word as much. Maybe you're not feeling his presence in worship. And I just want to encourage you to do something different. Yeah. Open your blinds. Dust the furniture, turn on worship a little louder, pray in the Holy Ghost, get get a new Bible translation, start, download the audio Bible, the My Bible app is free with audio Bible, play that. If, If you are feeling completely depressed and isolated, put it on Psalms. I always say it's like medicine and healing bomb, but that's part of the fellowship, the intimacy that we have with God, that we can in every season have a new way to receive. And as we do, it ministers life to us. And the second part I want to encourage you with is pick up the phone and call someone. Just like we said earlier, he who waters will himself be watered. Find someone else who's hurting more than you. If you feel alone and isolated, so is someone else. Pick up the phone and call them. I am, I feel like I'm super, super busy all the time now. And I'm having to purpose to make sure to call someone new every week or Marco Polo them every week because I I want people to know I care. I want people to know because sometimes even though we're here all together living here, basically, I'm still like, oh God, I just need to hang out with someone. Well, I'm here with people 24-7. So if I'm feeling that way, I know you are too. And I want to encourage you that you are not alone, that the Holy Spirit provides that fellowship with him in the body of Christ. And that word fellowship not only is koinonia a point of fellowship, but it's a point of partnership of partnership and a commitment. And that partnership means that each member is doing its part for the profit of the business or partnership. And so you and I have a role to play in the kingdom of God, completely different roles. And they're all just as important. But we, as we provide intimacy or fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's also a place of partnership and commitment. You and I can do nothing without him. Our best works are as filthy rags before him, but allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us, to empower us and equip us allows us to do every good work. That which we can't accomplish on our own, we can accomplish with him by committing to the partnership with him. And as I commit to the partnership with him, it's committing to partnership with you, that your needs are being taken care of according to his good pleasure, not mine. We can't meet needs. Oh, but the Holy Ghost can meet your needs. So I can have confidence that as I'm partnering with him, as our team is partnering with him, we're partnering with you and we're taking care of you and your needs. 
This word fellowship that we found in 2 Corinthians is the same word in Acts 2 and verse 42. And this is when the disciples continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and prayers. And as they committed to this, as they committed to the doctrines and the teachings and and the fellowship, what happened to the church? It increased daily. It increased daily. And that's not something you or I can do. It's only by the Holy Ghost that people are born again, that the increase, that the multiplication comes. And so as you and I partner with the Holy Spirit, He enables us and equips us to reach others and build the kingdom of God. That's some powerful stuff. We might feel like we're holding on for dear life. I don't know about you, but I hold on for dear life. Lord, help me. What am I doing? But as I'm holding on for dear life, it's building the kingdom as I partner with him. It's awesome. It's awesome. The, uh, Jonathan Edwards used to say that this, the, the Holy Spirit is the sum of all of the blessings that Christ worked in redemption. And you know, redemption is amazing. The the gift of redemption and salvation is is amazing. And and if all that if that's all that Christ did, that that in itself is incredible. But he gives us the person of the Holy Spirit because he knows that we're incapable of doing this on our own. He knows that that even though the work of redemption was great and powerful and and brings us into reconciliation with God, he knew we needed another helper. He knew that we needed another helper, that we couldn't do this on our own. And so he said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to give you every spiritual blessing. You're going to, the Holy Spirit's going to produce fruitfulness in your life. He's going to deposit spiritual gifts for ministry in your life. So he's, he's going to use you. He's going to make you fruitful, have the character of Christ. All of these things are available in the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit illuminates to us the reality of Christ. So in the Holy Spirit, in his ministry, that Jesus said he glorifies me. So he is illuminating to us who Jesus is. He deposits within us the seed of the nature of Christ and allows us to produce the spiritual fruit of Christ and then gives us gifts to minister through his power, through his enablement, and then places within our heart the reality of God our Father, that he sheds abroad in our heart the reality of God's love and and places in our mouth the ability to even call him our Father. So, I I mean, I can't do life without fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I I can't do life. I can't do this. I can't do ministry. I can't do, I can't do living without the Holy Spirit. That's why David in all of his mess and his prayer of repentance said, you know, Lord, don't take your presence from me. Don't take your spirit from me. I, I can do without being a shepherd. I can do without being the king. I can do without any of this. But the thing I can't do without is your spirit. I, your spirit is, you know, it would be like trying to operate a vehicle without the engine. You know, you can, you can go try to start the car. It ain't going to work. You know, you can try to do Christianity. Uh, you, can push, you can push that car. You know, you can push it up the road. You can get some friends to help push, you, push it up the road. Right. But, but it ain't working. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that's why so many people get frustrated in their relationship with Christ is because they're trying to do it, pushing it up the road when, when the engine's missing. 
you need the Holy Spirit. You need to learn to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's, I, well, it's, this is good stuff. I hope you're being blessed. Um, I, I think, so Brandon was sharing earlier, he's got this, this verse from Philippians that ties into Koinonia. So let's jump in there. Yeah, so I absolutely love this verse uh, from Philippians uh, because of the fact that it shows so much about this word Conan, uh, koinonia as far as also the, uh, the aspect of the unity that it also brings within the body of Christ and the unity that we have uh, towards Christ with this as well. So uh, Philippians 2, uh, 1 through 2 says, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord, and of one mind. And I love, I absolutely love the scripture. I love this, uh, right, especially right now, um, with the fact that, you know, this fellowship, this koinonia is something completely different than our regular fellowship. It is so much deeper. And, you know, as pastors were saying, you know, it's it is, it is created, it is sustained, it is directed by the Holy Spirit because it is so much deeper. Um, it's a, it is, it, the beautiful thing is it's, it's so deep. You know, it's a, it is a fellowship. It is a connection that goes beyond race. It goes beyond um, gender. It goes beyond tongue. It goes beyond language. It goes beyond uh, opinion. It goes beyond anything because it is, it is that unifying uh, depth of, of that uh, connection. Uh, it's it's that it's that fellowship that we can't create. You know, we can't create because we're a part uh, of the body of Christ. It's absolutely amazing. So uh, the thing that really stuck out to me in this verse as well is Paul says, "Complete my joy, yes. complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord, being in full accord, and of one mind." And um, you know, personally, there there's nothing um, really that brings more joy to me personally at this moment in time than fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, than walking with the Holy Spirit, than seeing that koinonia, uh, everybody being on the same page. You know, you, you come for grocery distribution on Wednesday evenings and you see the team, you know, and they're, they're coming together. You see the team working throughout the week. You, uh, you know, we're having these services, we're having these live events, we're having all of this connection and the Holy Spirit brings the joy. Right, the Holy Spirit brings yeah. the joy because of the koinonia, because of that, uh, because of that connection, because of His Spirit. So I thought that was absolutely, I thought that was awesome. Awesome, and I, I want to jump in on that verse because this is a really, this is a great verse. He says, he says, if there are any consolation in Christ, comfort of love, or fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So he leads into this by saying, if there is, well, we all. I mean, he's, he's asking a rhetorical question there. We all know that there's consolation in Christ, there's comfort in God's love, for God is love, and the fellowship. So he's right here, he's identified the Trinity again, the work of, the work of God, uh, the, the consolation the, or reconciliation, the, the coming together that we have in Christ. He brings us together, unites us together. The, the God is love, so he, he brings us into love and fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So here it is again, and he, he ties these three together to the completing of our joy. Right. That complete, these things will complete. In God, we find the completeness of our joy. Yeah. So fellowship with the Holy Spirit brings about 
delight or joy in God. He fulfills or completes your joy. If you're in the mully grubs, you need to press into God. Allow your communion with the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? You pray in the Spirit. Sing in the Spirit. You know, uh, allow, you know, dig up those ancient wells. Dig up the wells uh, of, the, of the joy of the Lord in your life. Praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Ephesians 5. Do those things Stir up the fellowship of communion with the Holy Ghost, that partnership with the Holy Ghost. As you begin to pray, you know, it really is a partnership. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're, yield, you're yielding your tongue, praying in the Spirit, and, and you start to, you, you dance between the Spirit and the natural. Paul said, I sing in the Spirit and I sing in my natural. You go between the spiritual and the natural, and it's this partnership, this dance with you and the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden, you're being edified, you're being built up, you're in fellowship, you're in communion, you're in partnership, and then before you know it, you're producing spiritual fruit. There's love, there's joy, there's peace, there's pain. All of these things start being produced in your life, and, and the gifts of the Spirit start flowing out of your, out of your life. So it's important, this fellowship, completing my joy. That, that, is, that phrase alone, complete my joy, is so powerful our delight, our joy in God. It's not, you know, we think uh, the delight and the joy is from who we get to hang out with or spend time with and all those things. And those things are great. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, going and doing the sporting events and the hobbies and doing the things that we used to do, all those things uh, before we got shut down are all fun and they have delight, an element of delight in them. But God is the ocean. Those are but drops in the bucket. God is the ocean of joy and delight. He is, he is the ultimate joy and delight. Those things become sweeter in him. Pastor um, was speaking about the fellowship that we have in him as we pray in tongues and as we sing in tongues. And someone um, commented and asked, well, how do I know? Now, this is someone who is baptized in the Holy Spirit um, with the evidence of speaking in tongues and said, well, how do I know if it's me or if it's the Holy Spirit? How does that that happen? And I want to give you this example. Do you always feel like worshiping when you start out worshiping? Sometimes we have to say, I'm going to worship. And really, we, I can't, you can't on your own decide to worship. It really is the Holy Spirit in us that even draws us to a place to worship. It's the Holy Spirit that draws us to a place to pray in tongues. You know, we've got three kids. We work long days. And sometimes my 10-month-old decides at the end of the day, he's just mad at me for being too busy. And he is screaming bloody murder. He has got a full belly, a clean diaper and clean clothes on, but he's angry at mama. And in that moment, Heather does not feel like praying in tongues, but the Holy Spirit in me draws me and knows that I need the fellowship with the Holy Spirit in that moment. And as I begin to pray in tongues, I may not feel like it at first, but at some point my spirit man crosses over and I connect with the Holy Spirit and partner with him in that intimacy. And so just begin, just begin, just start out. Yeah. Let me, two things. The desire to pray in tongues is not of the devil. Right. Right. And the desire to pray in tongues is not of your flesh. 
that's the work of God in you. That's, that is the new nature of Christ on the inside of you, stirring the desire. So, so give vent, as, as yeah. Kath, or not Catherine Coleman, but Sister Amy used to say, give vent to the Holy Ghost. You got to give vent, give, open up your mouth. Your mouth is the vent. It's the vent pipe. Open up to, to the Holy Spirit. Let him, let him, let him move. Um, the other thing about this, I'll just give you a very natural example. Um, do I always feel like being in a place of intimacy with my wife? And, uh, and meaning, do I always feel like looking at her and say, honey, you're so sweet right now at the moment when we're blowing up and arguing and want to tear each other's heads off? Do I feel like, not that we ever do that, but <laughs> most, most of the time we don't, to be truthful, most of the time we don't, but there are times where we do have conflicts and, and do I feel like being loving in the moment? No, but, but the relationship if I put my ugly self aside and I recognize in this moment, I can foster intimacy right. or I can fight, right. okay? Same thing, bring that into the supernatural. You can, you can resist the Holy Spirit and, and be stubborn uh, when you sense that stirring or you can, you can give way. And, and, and what happens is in that moment, you choose, to, you choose intimacy over fighting or resisting. And what happens? You cross over. <laughs> you cross, you know, what the term we, we say, cross over. You cross over. You cross out of the, the fighting and the fear and the whatever, whatever that mess is. You cross out of that mess and into intimacy. And it doesn't matter. All of a sudden, whatever that was doesn't matter. You're now, you're now operating in a place of intimacy and partnership. So it's really powerful. Pastor Grace, what you got? Yeah, I love that. I love, you know, the Holy Spirit gives us, you know, we can walk in his fullness. We can walk in the fullness of the Holy Ghost. And that gives us the power. You know, I think about Acts 1-8. We talk about that all the time. The Holy Spirit gives us power to be his witnesses. That means in our everyday life, we have power. So I love this, um, this quote. It says, true spiritual power of the Christian order is a kind of possessiveness it arises in and flows through a life hidden with Christ in God. Its source is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the potency of the Holy Spirit. And so as we walk out this life, as we walk it out in the fullness of Christ, how, how potent is the Holy Ghost in your life? <laughs> you know, I think about the sanitization at the beginning of all this. You know, they, they said there's a certain potency level of how much alcohol content has to be in the sanitizer to kill off this dang thing. You know, you had to 70, measure it. 75%. How much potency is the Holy Ghost happening in your life? How much are you filling up with the Holy Ghost that praying in tongues, the singing in tongues, the, the going, going and being in, in the presence of God, how much are you filling up? Because that's going to change your life and your walk. Yeah. In John 7, um, it says, on the last day that, of that great feast, Jesus stood and cried out. He cried out. That's pretty important. And he said, if anyone thirsts, anyone. let him come to me and drink. Yeah. Oh, I love that. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers, rivers. of the living water. Yeah. This he spoke concerning the Holy, Holy Spirit that they would receive. I love it. Out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. That's Matthew 12, 34. You know, as we drink in the Holy Ghost, 
as we fill ourselves, as we saturate with him, that is what's going to come out of us. If you find yourself saying dry, dead, ugly things, that's a check. That's a check in your, it should be a check in your spirit. If you are saying ugliness, you better stop right there and start praying in the Holy Ghost. There are times, I love it, the fighting with the... (laughs) with the spouse. There are times where I'm looking at Joe and I'm like, I'm about to wring your neck. I love him. He's amazing. He really is. He's a great husband. But there are those times. We're all human. And there are those times where I have to stop and and start praying in the Holy Ghost over myself (laughs) so that I can get right because I know that what's coming out of my mouth is not how I should be talking. It's not how I should be looking. There are times when I get... There are times when I get feisty because things, things aren't going right, whether it's with the kids or someone posted something dumb on Facebook, whatever it is. And I have to stop and remind myself to fill up yeah. with the Holy Ghost yeah. and walk out what he said, walk out what he's doing. Yep. And as I do that, as I fill up, then the living water comes. Yep. Right. The living water. Right. Yep. That goes back, Pastor Grace, that goes, as you were talking, that goes back to um, what we were saying earlier that, that Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians, that I want the fellowship of the Holy Spirit to be with you all. Right, that yeah. the, the relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit impacts our relationship with others. Yeah, yeah. And so in those moments, like Pastor Grace was saying, I want to fight. I just want to fight with him. You know, I just, he's just driving me crazy. I just want to wring his neck, you know, and then she prays in the spirit and gets herself in alignment. Why? What's, what is happening in that moment is she's aligning herself with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, which then impacts her fellowship with others. So Heather said the same thing earlier that even with, you know, Jonathan, when Jonathan's melting down as mama in that moment, she doesn't feel fellowship with her son or the Holy Ghost. She wants to ring his neck. You know, we're a lot of ringing the necks this morning. But, but the, the fellowship that we have when we pray in the Spirit and we step into intimacy with the Holy Spirit, he aligns our natural relation and enables us to have fellowship with one another. There's, so partnership with the Holy Spirit affects our partnership with one another. It's awesome. We, it's, it's spiritual gifts, you know, or, or spiritual fruit, sorry. You know, the Holy Spirit brings spiritual fruit. He deposits seeds of spiritual fruit in our life. And, and it is our, uh, it's our responsibility to stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, to nurture and to steward the seeds that, uh, of, that, of that spiritual fruit in our life. And I want us to think about who is writing this. You know, it's Paul. Right. And Paul was imprisoned. You know, Paul wrote this. Paul had communion and fellowship and joy in the Holy Ghost behind bars. He, you know, so we can look at this as, hey, we're behind bars in our homes or whatever, wherever we're feeling, but we can't begin to feel sorry for ourselves because he's omnipresent. He is available for you and I. That potency is available to you just as much as it's available for us sitting right here. It's available 
available for you in your home. And you can get filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with His presence, affected with joy by that fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and affect and change your whole household. Your whole household can go from gloom and doom, woe is me, this is horrible, I'm so lonely, to thanks be unto the Lord our Father. Thank you, Jesus, that we have this time together. Thank you, Jesus, that I can pray for for my body of Christ. You know, I felt the word from the Lord earlier and he just reminded me of it. And someone who feels insignificant right now, I want to encourage you. Get a hold of our Realm post. Get a hold of our Facebook post for our daily needs here. And commit yourself to fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit in prayer for us specifically each and every day that you know that you're connected with us. And watch and see what God does. You know, Paul didn't sit in that jail cell going, I'll never affect the world for the gospel. No, he (laughs) built himself up in the Holy Ghost. He says, I pray in the Spirit more than all of you. Build yourself up in Christ and see how God won't use you and impact you. You could be home with your babes. You could be home alone and you can impact the world for Christ more than we can right here with a microphone. Who, Who are we? You don't know if you're going to be the next one to to minister to the next Billy Graham, to the next Catherine Coleman, to the next Smith Wigglesworth. Paul didn't know his impact while he was in that jail cell, but thanks be to God he was there because that intimacy and fellowship with the Holy Ghost enabled him to write most of the New Testament that feeds our souls today. That's good. Potency. (laughs) That's potent. (laughs) that's potent (laughs) you know I love that we keep coming back to this Um, it's not about us you know when we're in those moments when when we're frustrated or angry or we want what we want because we're people it's not us it's not none of us have said you know oh I start speaking affirmations over myself and I say you can do it you're wonderful because realistically we're not we're not wonderful Paul even said in Romans 7 verse 18 he says for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh for I have the desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out So we can all we want to hope and wish and dream that I'm going to be so nice to my friend today or that one person that's driving me crazy, I'm going to be nice to them. But realistically, we we want to do what's right, but we can't. And the only way we can, God tells us in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So it's not about us. It's not about our flesh. When we try to make it about us, that's when we start getting more angry. We start getting more frustrated because we realize no matter how many affirmations we say or how hard we tried in the morning to wake up and have a great day, we're failing at it and we get frustrated. But when we stop, like, like everyone has said today, when we stop and we start praying in tongues and we encourage ourselves in the spirit and we dig those wells and we dig deep and go back to Jesus and go back to Christ, that's where our victory is. That's where our strength is. That's where our life is. That's where that love is because we 
aren't love, but God is. And he fills us with that love. He fills us with that strength and that power to do what's right and what's good instead of doing what our flesh wants. Because come on, guys, I'm gonna be honest. My flesh, my flesh is ugly. Like the things that I want in me and myself when I'm, when I'm just being me and not in the word and not in God, it's ugly. It's not good for anybody. But when I stop and I refocus and I'm centering and I'm, I'm crying out in my prayer language and I'm looking to God and saying, God, you have to lead me. You have to guide me. You have to be the one that's making the decisions. You have to be the one that's building me up. The whole room changes. The atmosphere changes. Life changes. You know, we can't, we can't do it on our own. Even Paul said, I can't do it on my own. I have to be in the spirit. Yeah, that's good. He'll, we need the Holy Spirit. We need him. Now, I, I'm sure that somebody's watching right now and you're saying, well, you're talking about being you know, baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're talking about being praying in the Spirit, singing in the Spirit, all of those things. Um, I'm born again, but I'm, I haven't received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm born again or I, or I don't pray in the Spirit. Um, you know, talk to me about that, Pastor. You know, um, where, where, what do I need to do? Am I missing something? Is, is something wrong with me? There's a, there's a lot of questions that are around that. So, so Heather, I, I'm going to go to you. So why don't you jump in on that? I mean, I, I can, but I feel like I've been talking a lot. So why don't you, why don't you jump in on this? Um, first off, am I missing something? Absolutely not. You're not missing anything. So once you and I are born again, it's very clear in John chapter 20, Jesus shows himself to the the apostles and they look upon him. They see the hole in his side and the hole in his hands. And they see with spiritual eyes for the very first time. And scripture says that he breathes the ruash, the, the breath of God into them. And they are filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's good news for you and I today as believers in Christ. And maybe you're even listening and you're accepting Jesus right now. As you and I accept Jesus and he breathes his breath into us, the ruash breath of Christ, we are born again. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. So every believer, across every denomination who was born again has the Holy Spirit. That is good news for you and I. And as born again believers, we can call upon Christ and have fellowship with the Holy Spirit any day, anytime, everywhere. And so your prayer life, you praying to God in your understanding is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You being in the word, you being um, worshiping is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus continued on before he ascended into heaven. And Jesus told the disciples, do not leave from here until you receive power. You receive power to be my witnesses. And so this is good news for you and I as believers across every denomination. It is available for all believers. That's you. That's me. Is there something wrong because you don't have it today? Absolutely not. It comes upon each of us at different times. It is a gift. Just as salvation is a gift and you and I did not choose the day or the hour, whether we got born again at 15 or 55, it was the day that the Lord called our name and we responded. There is a day marked in history that has your name with the baptism of the Holy Spirit upon it. And then what do we do is we respond to that. And he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and 
fire and enable you to be his witness. And I would suggest that, yes, you pursue it. Scripture tells us to desire all spiritual gifts, especially that we prophesy. Desire to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Desire more of that and and study it. Study it in Scripture. Hey, messages, we'll send you all sorts of of stuff to to read and to study. Um, There's a great book called The Holy Spirit, The Promised One by Frank Bailey out of New Orleans. Holy Spirit, The Promised One. It's available on Amazon. Go check it out. No, he does not pay us to put his name out there. It is a great resource. Actually, some of my notes today are from his book. But it's available for all. Research it. But more importantly, we seek the gift giver not the gifts. As you and I pursue Christ himself, as we pursue the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, and what that communion and fellowship, he increases in measure in our life. And just like we're sealed with the Spirit that day until the day of redemption, as we pursue him, we're filled more and more each and every day. And at some point, that filling becomes the overflow. Out of our belly will flow rivers of living water, and we just can't help it. It just bubbles right on out. That's good. That's potent. That's my new word. That's potent. That's good stuff. We're measuring the potency of things today. It's awesome. So, so be filled. Yeah, you can be filled right where you're at. It's awesome. The Holy Spirit, is. He wants to fill you. He wants to overflow in your life. This is good, good, good stuff. The fellowship, the communion with the Holy Spirit. You know, there's, you know, there's those that are watching this morning, and uh, you've, you've tuned in. This is your church. There's others. You know, you're catching it on live and just you know, checking us out, what's it all about? And I just want to speak to you for a moment, just very, you know, as you've invited me into your home, into your car seat there, wherever you're at, uh, whatever, not, not the one in the back seat with the kids. I can't fit. I'll, I'll join you in the passenger seat. Uh, but, but wherever you're at, I just want to speak to you just, just as a friend for a moment and say to you this, that, you know, as we're talking about the fellowship with the Holy Spirit, what we're really talking about is being, is entering into a relationship with the Lord it begins there. Your fellowship with God, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, communion with, with the Holy Spirit is even possible because of Christ's work at Calvary. Is that he made a way, he made a, where, where there was sin, there was disobedience, there was issues. My goodness, we all have so many issues. All of that sin separated us from God. We couldn't have fellowship. We couldn't have communion with the Lord. We couldn't have communion with the Holy Spirit because of the sin that separated us. But Christ tore down the, the account that was against us, the record of our sin that was against us. He obliterated it, the Bible says, at the cross. And so now because of that, you and I can have a relationship with Christ. We can have a relationship with God and it, it brings us into a new kind of relationship with one another. We have a relationship with God because the sin has been removed, but there's a relation, like those of us sitting here today, we have a relationship. Those of us on the platform here today, we probably would have never had a relationship outside of Christ. But because of Christ's work in us, we are all in a relationship. There's a new kind of relationship. It's a heavenly relationship. It's a, you know, we, we have a relationship with God that's eternal, but now I have entered into a relationship with 
with the body of Christ, with people in this in the body of Christ, that's eternal. Yeah. I have a, there there are people on this platform. The people on this platform, I have an eternal relationship yeah. with. It's not just temporary. Be you know why we sit here on this earth and and talk about things and go through COVID together. Yeah. It's an eternal relationship. It changes our perspective on how we interact and how we live and what we do and all of those yeah. things changes because we're now in eternal relationship. Right. So, so I want you to think about that, that God's called you into fellowship with him and he's made a way because of Jesus Christ. And so today, no matter where you're at, if, if you don't have a relationship with God, or maybe your relationship isn't where it should be, you can have a relationship with him because of Christ's work on the cross and in the resurrected tomb. And so today you just have to say, Lord, I need you. Father God, I need you. Forgive me of, of my sin. Forgive me of my disobedience, remove the separation between us. I want, I want relationship with you. I want intimacy with you. And I know that comes through Jesus Christ. So I receive that now. I receive that relationship now by the finished work at Calvary. Thank you, Jesus. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. If you've done that today, we want to know if you've prayed that today and asked the Lord to, to, to be and to have that relationship, let us know. Put it in the comments. Go to our website, fill out the virtual connect card, send us a message on Facebook Messenger, something. Let us know because we wanna follow up with you this week in our office. We wanna be praying with you. We wanna follow up with you. Let us know that. Also, if you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit by watching, let us know. You know, uh, right now in your home, you can receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You can receive yeah. the fullness yeah. of all the, all of that blood. I'm, oh my goodness, there's so much. Yeah. So exciting. Uh, and I want to say to you this, we're over the next, the coming weeks from now until Pentecost Sunday on May 31st, we're taking a look at all of the various aspects of who the Holy Spirit is, his ministry, how he functions, how he operates, what he does, how he speaks to us, all of these things. So, so, Tune in and tell others to tune in. And I promise you, there. not only are you going to learn about who the Holy Spirit is, but you're going to have a chance, your friends are going to have a chance to hear about the saving grace of Jesus Christ and have an opportunity to receive Christ. Just as today, we've talked about, we've talked about Him and we've given you an opportunity to have fellowship with Him and, and talk to you about what that's all about. Yeah. You know, if you've attended our services before, you've heard Pastor and I say that as we preach, we can hear what you're thinking. And the amazing thing is the Holy Spirit to the same virtually. And it's as if pastor was sharing and someone received Christ. How precious you are to us today. And you thought, well, what do I do now? What next? I've heard all that y'all have said, but I'm so overwhelmed. Where do I start? And there's this really big word that we like to use, and it's called Christian hedonist. We want to, now I'm going to break it down. You don't have to remember that word. Don't get overwhelmed. Put yourself in a place of allurement. Put yourself in a place of allurement with Christ. You know, before I got born again, I was in the bars. I was in the party scene. I, you know, my home was a party place. The music I listened to, the things I watched on TV. And as I became born again, I couldn't listen to the same stuff. I couldn't have the same movies. I mean, back then you had VHS tapes and DVDs. I had to throw all those suckers away. My, I had those big, huge CD cases. Bye-bye. 
And so, you know, you may not have that today, but I had to start getting Christian books and Christian music. And thank God for Pandora or Amazon today and, and, and just begin to put Christ-like things in front of you. You're not going to be perfect. None of us are perfect, but it's a pursuit of Christ. It's the relationship we've been talking about today. There's an app called Holy Bible, and you can download it on your app in your app store. It's completely free. It's got all sorts of different translations on it, and it's got audio. And you can just begin to read there. You can read the message. You can read the passion. You can read the, um, what's one of the other new ones? The ESV is a very literal, so please study out of that one. Um, But just begin to put things in front of you. And, And you might only read a paragraph or two a day. That's awesome. That's more than you were reading yesterday. And you just want to get the Bible in you. You know, turn on a worship song. I've got friends that only listen to worship rap. You know, now on Wednesday nights when we do our grocery distribution, I'm not in charge of the radio. I've never heard of these songs, but they're all about Jesus and they allow us to do the wiggle. So it works. Just find something that works for you. Put Christ in front of you. And that's how the journey begins. Contact us and we, we, we'll walk this with you. And if you don't know what the wiggle is, you can come out on Wednesday night for the grocery distribution and see it demonstrated. <laughs> We're so glad that you joined us today. You know, the, she, she used a term, and, and I'll sum it up in this, is that before Christ, you know, with sin, really what sin is, is trying to find pleasure in things outside of God. Yeah. It's trying to find, it's putting something over him. It's trying to find pleasure in something outside of him. But when you, when you put yourself in the place of allurement or you find pleasure and you're delighting God, it changes everything. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's, it's not about the rules. It's not about yeah. what you do or you don't do or any of those things. It, it's really, how can I enjoy God to the utmost? Yeah. How can I delight in him to yeah. the fullest? And, and that's, that's really the life of the believer is, how can I, how can I have absolute fullest yeah. delight and satisfaction yeah. in God alone? And if you do that, if you stop trying to check the boxes and stop trying to do all the rules and find your fulfillment, your delight in him, all of a sudden everything changes. It changes everything. It doesn't mean that you, you know, all of a sudden giving changes. You give because it's a delight. It's not a rule. Although, you know, there's, the Bible is clear about giving. All of a sudden, it's a delight. You're a joyful yeah. giver. Yeah. Reading the Bible is not a chore. It's not something that somebody told you you have to do. It's a delight because you know it's where God reveals himself to, to humanity. And you see, you see Jesus in it. I mean, you, you understand that this is, this is the, everything that this book says you can have and do and live and breathe yeah. and have. It changes everything. The delight in God changes everything. So shift the perspective. And the Holy Spirit, fellowship with the Holy Spirit helps you do that. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. God bless you. Um, one last thing before we go. I almost forgot. And then I looked down. I was like, oh, we cannot forget fellowship together. Communion. This is all about communion. So we're going to receive communion together. If you have communion there at your home, I know many of you um, get communion prepared at your home. Take a picture of it, by the way. Take a, take a selfie or something of you taking communion with us. Post it, tag us, CC Akron, so that we can, so we, we can see and celebrate with you. Go grab your crackers. Go now. get your crackers and your juice. Or... Hallelujah. 
Father, we thank you for your broken body. Jesus, we thank you that this broken body paid for for my healing. Thank you, Jesus, that your broken body paid for my wholeness, that I can have fellowship. I can have fellowship with heaven because of this broken body. It brings me into unity. It brings me into peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. The shalom of God, the peace of God is in my life. Nothing missing, nothing broken, everything in order. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your broken body. Thank you, Lord. Let's eat. He's potent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your blood that was spilled for me. Thank you, Lord. I can drink the cup of joy. I can drink the cup of joy. In hard times, I drink the joy. And in good times, I drink the joy. In adversity, I drink of the joy. The cup of joy. Jesus, the cup that you took in the Passover meal, that cup of joy, you took it and drank it. For the joy that was set before you, you endured the cross, despising a shame. I have joy. I have joy in God. I have. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.